in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. Joining you today is my awesome co host, Patrick. How are you doing today, Patrick? Doing well, Mark. How are you doing? Uh, we're busy, right? We're recording this kind of late. Um, it's just we have so much on our plates that we, um, we got a little bit behind, but this is our chance to catch up. And this show is a little bit different because our guests are us. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally pestered Mark enough to let me do this. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually want to talk about something that's really important. It's something that Patrick thought of, and, and he's spot on with this. And it's it's something that is, um, you know, we just need to share with our audience. So Patrick, I'm going to shut up and let you like kind of just jump into this. Yeah, so it all came about thinking about the way oil and gas industry and, and industry in general thinks about safety. And Mark, I know you've been at safety briefings and on site, and the, the message is always one of no one gets hurt, do it right the first time, go home with all your fingers and toes. But the message I don't think is, is strong enough because, yeah, everybody wants to do that. So it was actually working with a client in uh, on my marketing company that made me think about oil and gas safety in the terms of selling to your employees, marketing to your employees. And there's a there's a great book. It's called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. And I was rereading it the other day and it just kind of kind of struck me that there's one of the laws is called the law of opposites. And when you think of safety in the oil and gas industry, the opposite of do it right the first time and no one gets hurt is to do it wrong the first time and to hurt somebody. And that's not a compelling argument. So no one is actually going to take up the opposing view. They're going to take your message of do it right the first time and it's not going to resonate because there is no internal conflict. I, I don't know if that makes sense, Mark. No, no. Yeah. So it makes total sense to me, but it may not make total sense to our audience. So let's kind of back up and go deeper through that. So you're right in the fact that the opposite of that, nobody's going to take that side, but, but does that mean they're complacent? They get complacent with the nobody gets hurt and go home with all your fingers and toes? Well, everybody says it's common sense. Safety is common sense. It's doing things right. You know, thinking about your actions, which is, which is true. But when you're actually trying to change someone's behavior, you have to have certain features of the argument that re- makes it resonate. It either needs to be so out of the ordinary that it's it stops you in your tracks and makes you take notice. It needs to have some type of internal conflict, some kind of opposing force. But safety is always marketed as, and when I say marketed, it's sold to the employees to as a safety campaign. It's marketed to employees as the common sense solution. But Think of, think of uh, a politician marketing himself. No politician can be successful by saying, I'm the honest candidate, because no one's going to resonate with that. There's no, right. there's no candidate out there saying, I'm the dishonest ca- candidate. So when you hear someone say, I'm the honest candidate, it just kind of falls on deaf ears. Yeah, everybody says they're the honest candidate. When you tell employees to do it right the first time, yeah, I'm, I'm a craftsman. I'm trying to do my job. My goal isn't to sit out there and 
do the same job five times before I get it right. My goal is to get out there, get it done, and and keep on moving. So just to tell me to do it right or not to get hurt, it's there's no there's no real pattern interrupt for them, and there's no real internalization of it other than no one wakes up and thinks that that's going to be the last day they go to work or the last day they have all their fingers or the last day they see their buddy. It, it doesn't resonate. It's not going to – and complacency I don't think is exactly the right word, but over time it does breed complacency. Yeah, and so the interesting thing – it's funny. I was just talking to somebody uh, earlier today along these same lines. So this younger generation that's coming into our workforce – they want to make a difference. They want to work for a company that means something, right? It's, it's about a paycheck as well, but it's, they, they, they want more than that. If they don't get it, they'll go somewhere else. And you're absolutely right, Patrick. When, when you're talking about not only safety, when you're talking about any type of change, you have to sell it. And I literally mean the word sell, even though it's internally. You have to sell it to the people that are involved. In order for them to buy it, it has to be compelling in some way to benefit them. Right, it's the same same way whether you're you're trying to sell internally an HSE program or if I'm an external salesperson trying to sell you office supplies, that has to be a compelling reason for you to want to do business, whether it's internal or external. And if and if our industry as a whole uh, doesn't learn how to do this, doesn't learn how to market uh, safety, health, environment internally the right way, especially to this younger generation that's coming in, they'll go somewhere else. And all of a sudden, what what was originally an issue or not an issue, but you trying to promote a safety culture now may actually tie into retention of, of your key people. And, and you're right, Patrick, we actually had something happen today. You and I did that. That is a perfect example of this still wanting to do things the way that we've always done it in our industry, but the industry is changing around us and we have to learn new ways or we get left behind. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. And I want to, I know the old school guys are thinking that, you know, the way I sell down to my employees is I tell them what to do. So if I give them a task, if I tell them what their job is that day, the only selling I need to do is telling them what to do. And I would argue that that's true to a point, but eventually, I, I give the example that if I paid you $1,000 a day to walk in, put your stuff down, and stare at a dot on a wall, but if you look away or stop looking at that dot, then I'll fire you. That's the easiest job in the world, and somebody can probably do it for a week, maybe even a month. Eventually... Staring at that dot is going to be the most mind-numbing, mundane, mundane, easiest job they've ever done, and they're going to start to look away, and as soon as their boss sees them, they're fired. So people aren't out there trying to do the wrong thing. They're not trying to actively buck the system, but if you're not internally, if you're not building your own mindset to be safe, and if you're not selling it to your employees to be safe, then you are going to get that complacency. People are going to do their job. They're going to, you know, whether it's staring at a dot or going out and, and turning a wrench or, or, you know, greasing something, it's eventually going to become so mundane and, compl- you know, they're going to get complacent in their job that they're, they're going to stop thinking about the, the safety. So you have to continually sell to them. You have to continually market that safety. So it's always in, in their, uh, in the front of their mind, not just somewhere in the back that that doesn't get brought up. Yeah, and you know, one of the cool things from, from our show, from this show, is we've had a chance to interview a lot of very senior people in our industry in, in HS&E. And if you notice, Patrick, there's a theme. Anytime somebody's trying to change a culture, and, and we've interviewed some some of the largest companies on the planet, and, you know, anytime you're trying to change a culture, you have to be able to market it internally. Um, you know, if somebody wants to go back and listen to us interviewing National Allwell Varco, 
their head of HSE actually partnered internally with the head of marketing to help market a new safety push, and it worked. But it didn't work the old way, where basically, you know, in the old days, the head of HSE would come out and said, okay, you have to wear your gloves because we have too many hand injuries. No, no, no. They market completely differently. They started a contest. They let employees compete with each other, shoot videos, and the employees bought into it hook, line, and sinker. They they believed in it, and it drove safety metrics. They reduced their their hand incidents dramatically, but because, only because they're able to market to their employees. And once again, they did it in a way that is not standard. It wasn't somebody telling them to do it. They marketed it internally. That's, and you and I have seen that example over and over and over again in our industry. But each one of those are an isolated case where the right conditions came together and the right person was in, with the other right person, and they started this new way of marketing HS&E. And what, what you're saying, which I believe 100%, is that it needs to have a purpose where you're you're not doing that as a one-off. That's how you market all of your HSE to all of your employees all the time. Well, and you mentioned the old way of the old way of marketing safety, and the old way of doing it is to throw some signage up, to talk about it at meetings, maybe have some kind of safety program that that goes throughout the day. But you're you're still talking. You're you're still using the same talking points that. Again, they don't resonate with the employees. I think the reason NOV's program work that you're you're specifically mentioning is because they use the employee-driven ideas to get their buy-in. So when you have it, you know, coming from the bottom up, you it it is gonna it's not the same old talking points. It's not don't put your hand there. It's not think about what you're doing before you do it. it um, and it's also a pattern interrupt. They the employees weren't used to doing something like that. Now, if they did that every quarter. Over time, you would probably lose some interest because then it's be, it becomes you know, the the daily routine. We're always going to have a, a campaign come out, and it's always going to be employee-driven, and it's always going to have videos. I, I hope that takes a lot longer to, to happen. and um, But eventually, when you have the same thing over and over again, it does lose some of its effectiveness. Yeah, I think that frontline buy-in is crucial. It's, you know, this is my, my gripe with mission statements. I'm walking big companies all the time. A lot of times they have a mission statement on the wall somewhere and maybe the employees even have it memorized and always ask the same question. Did the employees help write this mission statement? Cause they're the ones that this is about in your mission statement. Does it say, I want to raise every year. I'd like to be able to have a raise every year. You never see that in mission statement yet. So that tells you it's not built by the frontline people. So what happens? Employees just ignore it because they didn't help build it. Whereas you're right. If the employees help build it and it, it may end up in a place where traditional HSD may not have thought of, but then they own it and they believe in it and they have buy-in and you actually get to change culture in a way that's helpful and positive to everybody. So it, once again, it's just a different way of thinking than what our industry is used to, but it's coming. And I'm telling you people, you know, we, we talk to sales organizations in oil and gas all the time about this. If you don't change the way you're doing, because sales has changed in oil and gas, you're going to get left behind. Even if you're a big company that's been around for a hundred years, you need to change the way you're doing things. And that's what Patrick and I are talking about right now. It's, it's this Patrick came up with this, and he's absolutely right. You need to change the way you market HSE internally, or you'll get left behind. I think you know, Mark. I'm a I'm a student of Deming's, and he's he's not a fan of placards and signs. And if if a sign could keep somebody safe or make them more productive, then we should plaster the walls with them. But you know, time and time again, they've been proven not to be effective. But I want to go back to to what I was talking about earlier about the do it right the first time, and no one gets hurt. Not having some kind of opposing force that the, the opposing force has always been, well, you know, if you're not going to do it right, you're going to get hurt. And, and again, that's not a compelling argument for employees to think about daily. So I started to think about what, it, what actually is the opposite of safety. If, 
safety is one thing is the opposite of safety being not safe. And I don't think that's actually right because nobody can take up that opposing view. And I don't think that's a true opposite because no, if you can't take up the argument, it really isn't its opposite. It doesn't exist. Right. So in the oil and gas industry, and I was trying to get to what is the opposite of safety. And I've been kicking, kicking it around for a while. And, and Mark, you can tell me if you think I'm, I'm onto something or if I'm completely off base, but I think the opposite of safety is not unsafe acts. The opposite of safety is laziness. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. The right. The reason people aren't safe, and I and I know there's going to be some people that have arguments against us, but I'll, I'll get to it. So the opposite of safety is laziness, and the fact that when you're not wearing your PPE, it's because it was uncomfortable, it was hard to do my job. Why didn't you follow the procedures? Because it was inconvenient. Why didn't you get the right tool? Because well, I didn't need the, I didn't need to go get a hammer. I had this wrench I could use that. And I, I've worked offshore, I've worked in the office, I've gone on special projects, and the most pain that you could have given me when I was offshore, if I was violating a, a policy, procedure, if I didn't have the right equipment, if you, had, if you made me stop my job, put everything away, close out my paperwork, and start from scratch, that would have been the worst thing in the world for me, having to go, go back and start over. Now, I say that some people are going to argue against it because the oil and gas industry is a go get them attitude. And just because somebody's being unsafe doesn't mean they're being lazy. They're probably going above and beyond. There's, it was crunch time. We had to get off location. We had to get this, this task done. So instead of, instead of stopping and doing things right and safe, they were going the other direction. They were, you know, swinging a sledgehammer without wearing a face mask because they had to get the job done. Well, that, that kind of behavior is viewed as the go get them, you know, get her done attitude. And the thing about marketing safety is you actually have to market it. Me saying these words does nothing. Even if it's accepted as absolute truth, you still have to sell down the chain. You have to convince your employees that laziness is the opposite of safety. So how do you do that when you have guys getting promoted for being go-getters to be the guys that put out if they're the ones that are acting unsafe? You have to, you have to change the mindset that, no, laziness is the opposite of safety. When somebody's acting unsafe, they're being lazy. They're not being the, the go-getter, the one that's going to get the job done. They're, they're doing something because they didn't want to go that extra mile to do it right the first time. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. And I, and I, I from experience, I mean, for even my own personal experience, you know, the times that I've had accidents both at work and at both home typically was I was being lazy. Right. I didn't feel like tying the ladder down. Right. I didn't I didn't feel like um, getting the right tool for the job. And so the wrench slipped. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I 100 percent, Patrick, I, I, I buy into that. It makes total sense. And it's it is. I mean, I worked on drill ships. Drill ships are they're big. If you worked on semis or jackups, they're they're a lot smaller, even land rigs. The, the footprint they occupy is a lot smaller. So if I forgot something, it was a long walk. None of our none of the rigs I worked on had elevators. So it was a long long hike just to go get something it, when I was being unsafe it was because I was being lazy as well yeah yeah so if, if you if you follow that chain of thought once again you're 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 actually talking about something that's different for our industry to actually look at it from a totally different mindset um, and realize what you need to do to, to drive change right well yeah and it, it, like I said it's taken me this long to realize that it's not it's that laziness is the is the opposite of safety it it was, I, I had the same mindset that it was, 
you weren't being safe because you were probably trying to do your job, you know, faster, better. You forgot something. We'll just get it done. So you were you were viewed as being more productive if you got the job done, not as being lazy. If we could if we could market that and sell that to the industry that the somebody that's not being safe is actually being lazy. And I and I say lazy because that is I think one of the worst things that you can be accused of in the oil field. Yeah, we don't like that term at all. Absolutely not. If and, I mean, your, your team starts to look down on you. Eventually, you'll get run off, but the lazy guys don't make it. But that's safety's not, safety's not viewed in the same realm as laziness. Productivity is viewed in the same realm as laziness. So as long as you're producing, as long as you're getting the job done, and again, with safety, just because you're getting lucky doesn't mean you're getting being safe or you don't have to follow these procedures. You could just be getting lucky. But eventually, you know, those holes in the Swiss cheese are going to line up. Yeah, and you know it's it's we've we've come so far with safety in the last twenty years. I mean, incredible amount of progress we've made, but we're at that point now. And you and I have talked about this on the show before, where you know it used to be people would say, "Yeah, our goal is zero incidents," but when they walked out of the meeting, it's like, "Yeah, but that's not real realistic." And now you're seeing people understand that that is realistic. That zero incidents is doable, but that last little bit that we need to get there, I really do think, Patrick is our ability to convince our employees to go to that extra step, right? This is exactly what you're talking about to, to stop what you're doing, go get the right tool, make sure you have the right PPE on. Don't be lazy, you know, know that it's important in the grand scheme of things for, for everybody's success. You know, we've had um, some very senior HSE people that don't know each other repeat this over and over again. A safe work environment is a productive work environment. Um, and so I, I think we're almost there. I think what you're talking about right now is like one of those missing pieces to get us right over that, that last little hurdle to get us to that zero incident reality. Yeah. And if you've ever been on a rig that's had even a minor incident that caused a safety, safety, safety stand down, you'll see the direct correlation between productivity, cost cutting measures and safety. The, in a, an injury, an incident, a broken piece of equipment, a busted pipe, uh, a guy that has to go, go in on a helicopter, that is far and away worse for the productivity of a rig than to skirt the system and get lucky and, you know, be an hour or two ahead of your schedule. Yeah. And, but you know, Patrick, uh, people tend to get short sighted and this isn't all and gas thing. It's a human nature thing. Whereas they're worried about getting their job done and they want to do it right. And, and what we're really talking about is a different way of thinking about this and, and not, we want to do it safe. We know that, right. But Let's remove that last little roadblock, which is the laziness. Let's, let's remove the last little piece that keeps us from that zero incident reality. Oh, and being self-aware is a difficult thing. I mean, everybody struggles with it, whether you're actually working on location or just working around the house to, to go get those safety glasses or, you know, to stop the car, get out, walk around and see something. It takes the, all right, I just need to slow down because actually slowing down will get me there faster. It's, it's counterintuitive, but it is. If you have an incident, if you, if you jump a curb, if you, you know, forget your safety glasses, have to go to the emergency room, all those shortcuts that you took to save five minutes here, 10 minutes there, you know, $5 on safety glasses, they're, they're out the window as soon as you have an incident. Yeah, so this is all really good stuff, Patrick. It's um, I think if, if companies out there want to learn more about this and, and need some help thinking about this in a different way and actually helping internally, helping them market HSE to their own people the right way, I think they should just reach out to you. This is this is your world. This is what you're great at. And it's it's you know, so if you're out there listening, just reach out to Patrick. Patrick will put a link to his uh, website, I guess, in the show notes. But yeah, now I'd it's time for a conversation. You know, like my my business is marketing for oil and gas, but you know, my passion is 
you know, process improvement and, and doing things better in every aspect of what we're doing, you know, whether it's HSC, process improvement, marketing, that we need to be making step changes in the right direction. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think this new way of thinking about marketing HSE is that last little bit to get us to that zero incident reality as, as, a, as an industry. Um, now it's about time for us to get to our Red Wing tip of the week. And I have one, Patrick. All right, Mark. So um, I went to the gun range uh, this past weekend, something I do quite often. Uh, I have a new pistol. I'm learning how to shoot. And I have a pair of electronic earmuffs and they're great. Right. So anytime there's a loud noise, it automatically cuts it out to protect my hearing. And if I need to talk to somebody, it lets me talk to somebody. Great use of technology, right? The batteries went dead. <laughs> now, my technology is a hindrance. I could have had my hearing damaged other than the fact I had a pair of foam earplugs in my bag. I always have a pair with me. So if you're in a place where there's a chance of a loud noise environment, don't always depend upon uh, ear protection of somebody else. Always get a pair of those disposable. I have a handful of them sitting in my car. Stick it in your pocket because you never know when you may need to either... Uh, in my case, supplement my technology. It went dead because no batteries. Or I've had it before where somebody that was with us didn't have ear protection. I was able to pull a pair out of my pocket. So, you know, they cost almost nothing. They're easy to carry around with you, but something that simple can make a big difference. I thought you were going to say you just didn't put them on. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so that's my Red Wing tip of the week. Uh, let's move over to the bag winner. Patrick, uh, who's this week's bag winner? This week's bag winner is Khalid Suleiman. He's a HSE employee at Ensign Energy. Yeah, congratulations. So congratulations yep, you've won this awesome Red Wing Offshore bag. Uh, if you'd like to win your own Red Wing Offshore bag, it's really simple. No purchase necessary. See official site for rules and details. Just go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Enter your information and we give away one lucky winner a week. If you like the show, do us a favor, leave us a review. We have not gotten a review in so long, Patrick. It's 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 crickets out there. So, uh, hey, Khalid, since you won the bag, you can give us a review. Come on, dude. You got the bag. Uh, you know. And if you would like uh, to help us spread the news about this show, do us a favor. Go to iTunes. Leave, a, leave us a review. It takes a couple of minutes. Um, if you are like the show, if you listen to any of the other shows, and we have some more shows coming to the network relatively soon, um, go join our LinkedIn groups. It's OGGN on LinkedIn. It's the parent or the sister to all of the uh, podcasts, all the new media shows we have going on out there. We have to give thanks to our on-the-road sponsors, uh, Total Land, the world's most advanced field land management system, and Lee Heck Harrison. We're also shopping for new travel sponsors and event sponsors for next year for 2018. So if you're listening and you'd like to get mentioned on the podcast of all the podcasts we have, reach out to me directly. I'd love to sh share the details with you. And then... Um, uh, let's see. I guess I guess that's about it, Patrick. But you know, this is a great subject, and it's it's very timely because our industry is changing like it's never changed before, and the way we do business is changing. And if you're out there, if you're an oil and gas company out there, and you're not changing with it, I promise you, you're you're going to get left behind. This 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 new workforce that's coming in, especially, is going to really drive a lot of differences, such as the way that you ha have them buy into what you're doing, including HS and E stuff. So, great idea, Patrick. Um, great way to look at this. Something different I've never seen before, but I, I buy into it 100. percent Yeah, I just uh, I appreciate you letting me take the time to kind of just run off of the mouth and uh, talk about this because it it's something that you know I've lived in the operations world, in the HSC world, and it. You know, it doesn't hit you while you're in there, but it's always, that's just the way we market safety. Do it right the first time. No one gets hurt. And it's, it's not a compelling argument, although it is common sense. It needs to be sold in a different way. And I think, I think convincing and selling the fact that being unsafe is being lazy is a, is a, a good strategy to get your employees to buy into it. It, it does 
throw in some internal conflict. Oh, I'm not lazy, but if I'm doing this, you know, am I? Yeah. So, no, it resonates very well. And I'm telling you, y'all need to reach out to Patrick because he can really help you get that last little inch there. All right, Patrick. So time to kind of get out of here. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that does it. All right. So folks, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Y'all be safe out there. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. From Houston to London to Dubai 